0: Grace and peace. Hello, we're taking anarchy to church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Cap,
1: And I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. Weird Enemy Maker.
0: <laughs> Weird Enemy Maker, that's right, which is uh, a reference that we will be talking about shortly. Um, but first, why were we lifting up our glasses like we were? Um, is it because we just love Mountain Dew? Well, yep, that's part of it. But... The big reason is we've done it. We've done it with your help. Thank you so much. We have a hundred and five subscribers. So you went above and beyond. We were hoping for a hundred. You gave us five extra. You know, it's like, um
1: and you know, I, I don't know. I have no analogy. Um, but we, <laughs> we, we We asked you to carry our pack for one mile and you carried it for for one hundred and five. Yes.
0: Yeah, and so for more pre-show banter, tune into preambling number 43, A Conspiracy to Save Donation Money. And also, episode 94.5, Go to Church and Believe Better. But now, back to the show. All right. So, we're continuing to look at the Pretty Pretty Horses, all dripped in blood. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we're, we're, uh, actually just this morning or well, yesterday morning, yesterday, full on yesterday. Uh, by the time of recording this, uh, church, we had, we, we, uh, we actually had a reference to, to revelation six, um, the part of the fifth seal, but we aren't on the fifth seal. We are on the second seal. Um, but we're, we're going through the book of revelation, um, chapter six. And this is a, uh, it's a it's a portion that has much folklore, much of uh, you know, when 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 people think of Revelation, these are some of the things that come to mind, and also much of the misinterpretations of Revelation we find found we find in this chapter and in the chapter that is to follow. Um, but we are looking at specifically the seals, and we're looking at the first four seals and uh the horses specifically. Um so as our, as is our usual way of doing things, we're going to read it or I'm going to read it and then Jeff is going to pray for us. And then we are going to, um, take off and see what we see. Um, so because we, uh, we want to make sure that we, we don't read this out of context. We're going to read the whole chapter, um, verses one through. 17 and then we are going to zoom in this week on chat, on verses three and four so here's the word of the lord now i watched when the lamb opened one of the seven seals and i heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder come and i looked and behold a white horse and Its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth that people could, should slay one another. He was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard a third, the third living creature say, come. until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete were to be killed as they themselves had been when he opened the sixth seal i looked and behold there was a great earthquake the sun became black as sackcloth the full moon became like blood and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree spread uh sheds its winter fruit when shaken by the gale This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Brother Jeff, will you pray for us?
1: Lord, open up our hearts to hear from your word. Open up our ears, but more importantly, our hearts. um, Help us to uh, not just hear, not just know, but love, and therefore obey um, what what you would have for us in, in your scriptures. Help us to, unlike wicked kings, um, not try to throw off your bonds, but to uh, kiss the son, um, lest he be angry and we perish in the way. So help us to... to react to your words in full obedience um we we pray that you would give us clarity um through through your great spirit in the name of your son jesus to your glory and for our benefit amen
0: amen all right so one second i need to grab my sheets of paper that were on the floor out of reach okay and I'm back okay so I want to I want to make sure that we and again I've got this is from last week this is from this week I've got sheets of paper boys a printer and fun um but I wanted to but b- before we, we get too far into this I want to once again center ourselves in where we are in the general uh, thrust of the of, of the argument Uh, context is always important before when we're studying anything and these judgments are all flowing from what we saw in chapters four and five so chapters four and five really start the 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 bulk of the book chapters one to three you can call a very very aptly and accurately an introduction to the to the whole thing but of course in biblical literature introductions are not things you can skip over um, we important essential information was in the first three chapters, but right. chapter four transitions into the bulk of the vision and chapter five, especially where we find the lamb who was slain, who is also the lion of Judah, who has the authority to open the seals. What are the seals? The seals are the acts of judgment. And this is part of the, the great day of the Lord is that the, the day of judgment um, this, this expectation and so chapter five through and then in formal structure, you find there's actually a parallel between five through five, one through eight, one that runs parallel to eight, two through eleven, nineteen, which we're going to notice again once we get to eight, eight, two through eleven, nineteen. So each. So this one has an opening scene, chapter five, introducing the origin of the judgments. And then there's six judgments that follow, which is what this chapter looks at. By the way, this is all coming from the Reformation Study Bible. If you don't have a, one of those. You should get one. They are well worth the money. It is well worth the money. Um, but six judgments that follow. Uh, chapter six goes through the six judgments. Um, uh, followed by a dramatic interlude, which with promises to care for God's people. That'll be chapter seven. And then there's a seventh in climactic judgment that follows the interlude, and that's only one verse in this section. Though it'll be more verses in the the next section that we talk about, or you know, in chapter. Eight, two through eleven, nineteen, which we'll get to somewhere in our forties. And um uh but the seven judgments are specifically organized in four and a three. So there's a four, a two, the interlude, and the one, the last one. So the the four judgments, you got the four famous the famous four horsemen of the apocalypse, the four horsemen of the book of Revelation. Um and of course, because we misunderstand what apocalypse means, we think the four horsemen, uh, and, and it's usually in popular cultures that these four horsemen are the ones who who bring out the apocalypse and bring out the uh, whether whether that apocalypse is a um, is a big strong mutant in the case of the X Men or it's a event or a series of events, but really it's just the four horsemen of Revelation, um, of the Book of Revelation, and so these four horsemen. Um, they had, they each represent a different judgment and they definitely flow from what we see in Mark 13, six through eight, talking about the second coming. So, um, with each of these, we find it's, it's very useful to first ask, um, what do each of these, first of all, what do we see just broadly before we even start doing anything interpretive? And then we ask, so what would a futurist see in this? What would a historicist see in this? And then what would a preterist see in this? And then what would an idealist see in this? Because this is generally kind of um, to lay our cards on the table. We are not futurists. We we were once futurists, but we are not futurists any longer. Us? Yep. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: we were never historicists, but we have... Um, there are significant people in our theological libraries who are historicists. And so we'll try and read them um charitably, although that is the position that we least appreciate. We'll be clear about that. Um uh, well it's a toss-up between that least and Have uh, held. Least have held. There what? we go. Um <laughs> and then I, of course, a- as a as a partial preterist, uh, will will defend that view. Uh and then uh Jeff and I yeah. will
1: both Stand on the for, idealist view because for the superior podcast listeners, uh, those were some heavy air quotes yes. that Io Cap put partial around partial.
0: I'm just, I'm just a <laughs> shout out to we're both to Josh.
1: partial preterists, but 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 Josh is insulting the word partial. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I really,
0: and I've said this before in other contexts. It's really just that I'm like I, I realized that I was trying to to pull in more futurism into my partial preterism than I think that I had justification to do um however i still believe because this is why i i am a partial preterist i still believe in a final coming of jesus in a final resurrection and a final judgment right Right. i I have not i've not gone so far as to argue that regeneration is really the resurrection i no, no i don't i don't take that (laughs) so uh in other words i'm still orthodox
1: uh right but but yes yeah yeah Um, yeah but first let let's again all, let's look at all our hyper is is unorthodox yes correct
0: but first let's look at what can we see in these verses so um we're looking at and we like looking at the greek um specifically we're going to zoom in on those mm-hmm. three and four um and when i when open or it was opened the seal, the second, the Deuteron, the second seal. I heard the second living creature saying, "Come." Now again, this is where um, there's there's some textual variants that some people think it. Some people read "come and see," but n- no one really takes that reading. Um, it, uh, it is technically in the King James, um, so so they would be like, if it says "come and see," then it's the living creature speaking to uh, John. John. So come and see what uh, what's about to take place. Um but it doesn't I don't know it, it, for one thing it seems a strange reading. For another thing, the textual,
1: uh, the textual yeah, proof the text- is not strong. I can pull out the textual critical apparatus here. The the textual evidence is not strong. It's not it's, strong. Um and the, and the and the look. In most of the scriptures, the the difference between the text that underlies the King James and new King James version and, and, and the rest, basically the rest (laughs) of (laughs) committee translated versions. um, In, in most of the books of the Bible, the texts that underlie them are not that different. Um, Revelation is an exception. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, the, the total number of New Testament manuscripts that were available for the book of Revelation to contribute to the Greek text from which the King James Version was translated were pretty minuscule. And and,
0: and, and also the, the textual critics did not have great respect for Revelation. This is where I think every once in a while you'll you'll get those people who are coming out and being like, oh, Luther hated James and wanted to take him out of the Bible and Luther also wasn't sure about Revelation and wanted to take him out of the Bible and so, oh, it's, it's about Luther and, and Calvin even wasn't sure about it. Neither was Erasmus, so just shut your mouth. Like, yeah. Erasmus, who, who gave us the text, that uh, who really was the text critic underlying the, quote, received text, he, he also didn't... Wasn't sure if revelation should be in the Bible. This is what everyone forgets is that this was a live question of what, what should stay in the Canon at the time of the reformation. Um, there was like the, the reformers weren't the only ones questioning whether or not the apocrypha needed to stay in there. There were other people who remained on the Catholic side who were doubting the authenticity of the apocrypha. And once you open that question, then you can start raising the question about other ones like James who were not, who some people doubted the, the authorship of it in revelation. Some people doubted the authorship of it at the time of the reformation. Um, Praise the Lord. They were preserved and kept in the Canon uh, on both the Protestant and the um, Catholic side. Um, But, but you know, it wasn't just the Protestants asking questions about the Canon at the time. Um, Yeah. It's exaggerated
1: by the Catholic side. Yeah. Okay um the witnesses to come and see yeah are sinaiticus okay that that should that should be taken but when sinaiticus and vaticanus do not have the same reading you should just lift an eyebrow and they don't here um so sinaiticus by itself uh 2344 I don't even know anything about that manuscript, not a, not
0: a well-known one, although on the subject of, of textual criticism, I get out of my depth really quickly.
1: uh, Okay. Well, I, I know a little more just because of the Islamic studies and the, and the, the arguments that come up around that. And, and so I, I studied it a little more and, and got into those debates a little more uh, because of that, but, but not. Not super significantly, um, but enough that I can enough that I can read it. And and I I mean I guess twenty three 40, must just be a manuscript of re- Revelation, and that's it. I'm guessing I because that. I don't I don't recognize it from anywhere else. Um, and uh, and then so we've got one of the hands of the Vulgate. Um, uh BO is is um, it's a it's another language. Uh Bo-eric, I want to say. Um uh so uh uh and and so you've got some early Latin, one hand of the Vulgate, some boheric, and two church fathers. Huh. And that's it. That's it those are the witnesses to come and see so not i mean other than synaidic i think i'm supposed to pronounce it Sinaiticus, but i've always Sinaiticus. is yeah, that's how i always uh, hear it yeah anyway um, but other than other than that one i um, <laughs> uh, not si- not super significant witnesses so that's why and and yeah, your, your your uh your church fathers aren't the super significant ones either. So so that's why that's why it's it it's a pretty limited yeah I mean it's limited to the King James, the most influential English translation. But <laughs> but uh um but yeah, come and see not not well attested.
0: Yes, you know it's interesting that like when most people's complain about the King James is the the uh, the language, and that's actually what I appreciate the most about and, the King James. And
1: sorry, I just remembered something: Vaticanus does not have Revelation, so discount the thing I just oh, said sure. about Vaticanus. <laughs> okay. So so filling uh, in filling in the point that you made yeah. that that Revelation was frequently not included in right. Canonist or in scriptures. Vaticanus yeah. uh, does not have Revelation. Sinaticus yeah. does so that's that's so so please please pretend i never said don't don't cut it out uh randy not worth not worth your trouble um yeah he doesn't you're troubled enough troubled anyway. but um yeah <laughs> i but uh but yeah
0: but I was it like um that's actually when people talk about the king james they usually complain about the language. I'm like, actually that's that's the draw for me. Like they Yeah. They they were remarkably uh, literal. Like yeah. long suffering macro thumia. Long macro thumia suffering, long suffering. Yeah, that's what patience is. long suffering. Yeah, like they were remarkably accurate in their translation, even even potentially obnoxiously so in some of the word ordering. Um But that's, yeah, word ordering. There yeah. were some like And there are some places, like John 3.16, I always bring up, where where the old-fashioned language actually is skewed because of how the language updates to our day. You know, God so loved the world, for them meant God thus loved the world, which is what the actual Greek says. But now we all think it means God so and so much, he loved the world. Um, Although John 3.16 does show a great amount of love, but that's not what it's saying. Um, And so but 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 there but for the most part like my my beef with the King James is actually with the the manuscripts behind it uh and so that's why i think king there's that's why i see almost no justification for the new king james um so like you know why why not just if if you're going to if you're going to stick with the manuscripts stick with the old fashioned language you're like updating the language is just why bother um <laughs> but but anyway this is a whole thing that I'm- we don't have to get into <laughs>
1: Uh, I am 17 years clear from being under contract to Thomas Nelson Bible publishers. So I can <laughs> I can now I can now let fly that. Yeah. There's really no point of the new King James. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But
0: come, he says, it says come. And, and it is, he's addressing John saying come and I, I and came oh, out another sorry. horse. Wait, you think he's addressing John? Sorry, 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 sorry. He's not addressing John. Sorry, he's addressing right. the horse. Sorry, <laughs> I got turned around. Yeah. Yes, he's not addressing John. That's what the alternate reading would be. He's addressing the horse, he's saying, Come, and the horse comes forward. Yeah. Sorry, thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, and the horse yeah. and uh came out another horse of uh, and then heroes so flame colored of fire or red um you know like (laughs) you know how much i
1: I like the net here it just goes fiery red fiery red yeah yeah Yeah.
0: it's it's uh you know you know uh, of fire would be literal but i don't think
1: this is i don't know well especially especially because we didn't talk about this last week it was in my notes but but we had so much to talk about. I think last yeah. week that, but especially because of the parallel here with Zechariah six. Yes. Um, we did, Yeah, we did and, open that up. But yeah. And, and the I don't I don't read Hebrew, so I'll lean on you for this one. But apparently, the word, the the word for the red horse or horses, because they're pulling chariots. And Zechariah and maybe they are here too, by the yeah, way, yeah, the that chariot. would be a reason why the, the horse comes first. And then the rider is, is, is the rider might be riding a chariot and not, yeah, not on the horse's back. Like we assume it, it could be either way. It doesn't, John doesn't say, yeah. but he's, he's definitely, he's definitely got at least some elements of Zechariah six in view. And it's a red horse in Zechariah six. Now, The problem is there is no green horse, pale horse. (laughs) Um,
0: Although um, some people would say that the pale horse might be a sickly green. Yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind green in, but, but in Zechariah, the horse is spotted. Yeah. So. Now, yeah. now, a a spotted person is someone of a a sickly pallor, yeah. um. So, so that that could that could and, be parallel, but it's not the same
0: for and sure. Again, John, with all of the images that John draws on, he is he has he ex- he has a certain freedom in adjusting oh, yeah. the 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 uh, as we as we talked about with the with the living creatures in the living creatures in in um in Isaiah no no Ezekiel. Ezekiel Ezekiel um, they all have the four different animals we as we mentioned last week they have the each of them have one of the the four had different heads whereas in John they each have a different head um, right representing all of creation so yeah yeah so so say it's, it's a another angel uh, or another one of fire or red and the one sitting upon it was given to him to receive
1: the peace from the earth. Right. Oh, by the way, one of the reasons we're saying the horse is the one being called to come is because yeah. of the verb It's it, that that the horse is the one who comes yes. when commanded to come. Yes. So, we're just yep. we're assuming right that here. we're seeing obedience I mean, <laughs> here <laughs> and yeah. and so that it's Erku, the horse being commanded to come and the horse comes. Kai XL Thane. Yeah,
0: Erku come and XL Thane all hippos. Another horse. Yeah. Yep, that's that's what we, we see. Sorry. Oh man. Um I'm I miss the old Bible arc. Anyway, um I'm gonna bemoan that a lot. And shame on you, Bible Ark, for making the best features that you offer uh behind a paywall. Um <laughs> And uh sorry, and the one sitting on him was, was given it was given to him to receive or take the piece of from the earth or of the earth out of taste case out of the earth and in order uh that one another man, this is where I, I should have should have reviewed my my Greek before one another um oh to slaughter sfaza, right, the slaughter um and in order that they would slaughter one another and uh and and was granted to him, so it was given. Ditto me, was given in the rest to him a great makaria, a great sword, and that's that's kind of the that would be the
1: the the, the short sword, correct? Makaria. A, Mac, a macaria a makaria is a a short sword. I uh, generally a, yeah, but, but it's, it's great this card. is a big a big short sword. Yeah. This is this
0: is an interesting uh it's, it's kind of like a ju- a jumbo so, shrimp, right? Where there's yeah. <laughs> a little bit uh, of interesting language, but it's really of course by that we mean it's the style of a Macarius but it is a big big version of that. Um and so so what do we see in this passage? We've already kind of
1: gone over a little bit.
0: It's a red fire. by the way, fire. as
1: distinguished from the Rome fire that yes. Jesus has. Right coming out of his mouth here and in I think 20 uh 19 yeah
0: 19 years. um
1: yeah so sorry it's not sorry by here I mean chapter three <laughs> yeah. um in is it three or two he has yeah. a room
0: fire uh, well, you know one of the two and you know again chapter breaks are are somewhat artificial It's yeah. just for finding sure. things yeah and the two to three the, the letter section yes yeah
1: um, yeah. yeah so in which, which in is the the but as I In the letters out, of the churches, Jesus yeah. has a a Rome fire, which is a a natively massive sword. Yes. Let's, <laughs> yes, a natively big beefy sword. Yeah, coming out of his mouth. Yeah, which, and yeah. Go and, ahead. Well, as we have pointed out,
0: the the ending, the beginning of each letter two through three always points back to the first chapter image of jesus and the end of each cha- of each letter always points to the end of the letter yeah. of, of revelation which again we're once we're once again reminding you all that this is an epistle of the revelation is a letter um i uh, just had to drop that in there so yeah yep yep so that so it's very intentionally connecting the letter to the end of the whole letter
1: but and I think, but then I we also we pointed out the difference between the uh, uh, the the Stephanos and the
0: yeah um, yeah and
1: the uh, I'm just blanking now the uh, uh, di- 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 diademas. yeah
0: yeah diadema yeah
1: um so we uh, we pointed out that difference last week yeah. and then and then this week same thing you've got. Yeah, you've got the good, good the one. difference between good big big beefy swords, same yeah. same idea, but good point. I see what you did there with the swords, but uh, but uh, uh that uh big beefy swords, same same idea, but they yeah. are being distinguished. Yeah, here.
0: Yeah, and 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 of course, then we need to notice very clearly, just like with the first horse, there is an imitation of christ there's an imitation yes. of christ going on and a lesser um a a a a uh a shadow but not in the sense of the types of the old testament which are pointed to christ but in the sense of pointing away from christ and claiming and arrogating themselves to yeah. a place that, that is for christ yeah uh and so yeah, yeah. that there is yeah there but but the red of course uh, you know it's not unnatural to notice in the red of the horse that there is a blood that blood is red that that there's a, a bloodshed shed. Especially given what yeah. it says yes
1: <laughs> happened here yeah
0: and and yeah he's a he's a war he's he's often this one's often called the 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 horse of of war the 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 you know the the uh the war horse the con but but like but, it, but it's a little bit hard to distinguish then in that sense from the conquering horse versus the the, the horse of war. Um, and this is why some, in, in some sense, uh, those who who claim that the first horse is Jesus can sometimes see this as like, okay, so then there's a, a warfare that's arising from Jesus's conquest that this is this is the, the 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 brother against brother and father against son sort of thing that we see that jesus would, would, would bring out and so this is the, the kind of thing that i i think i remember if i remember right that some of those who take the christ as the white horse interpretation um w- would say that this is what's going on um but i think it's, it's ju- also just as natural to say well where there's conquest there's war. <laughs> and so, so we, we, you know, the, the horses are related and this is where like, again, we have to remember that the horses are metaphors. There was never going to be a literal red horse coming out in any more than there was ever going to be a 13 headed beast coming out of the seat. Like these are metaphors to represent things happening or will that will happen. Well, I will say will happen because from the perspective of the writing, we all agree, all perspectives agree that it's something that will happen, that a, a something will happen that is represented by a red horse, a horse of bloodshed that comes out taking peace from the earth and, 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 and causing large scale slaughter between peoples, between nations and peoples and, um, and and with a Makarios with a great sword. So he is a, a, this is a war horse and, um, and yeah. And of course, you know, then, then, um, you know, uh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Buckwalter from the, um, in the evangelical dictionary of biblical theology points out that in the book of revelation, especially that this word the, the color red, uh, often symbolizes the, the shedding of innocent blood. The dragon is red, the beast is red, yeah. Um, yeah, and so so the shedding of innocent blood is 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 very is very present here as well, and as well as in in the red of the lamb, the the shedding of the
1: blood of the lamb, and which yeah, by the way, is why when in apocalyptic language in Joel two. It says the moon will turn to blood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sky will turn to darkness and the moon will turn to blood. The sky turned to darkness. Okay. Literally happened at the execution of Jesus mm-hmm. moon turned to blood. This is, this is an apocalyptic pairing to that, that, that both, both of those sky turning to darkness and moon turning to blood right. will, would raise in, in the minds of Joel's readers. Um, Okay there's this great subversion of the natural order going on that involves the shedding of innocent blood. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what they would get from that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And, and that is what happens the the sky literally turns to darkness. Yeah. Um, And, and then, and then Peter says, right. So that happened. And now you see the rest of this passage fulfilled today. Yeah. Mm. And 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 people do often bump on that moon turn to blood part and, and say, wait, but that's not fulfilled yet. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It's fine. It was. <laughs> um, yeah. but um and so um so yeah, this is understanding these things. In that genre, in the yeah. apocalyptic genre in which they're written, it was yeah um, that that did that did happen. And same here, yeah, we're not going to see. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to see a literal red horse, right? Um, to, in, but I think we we have seen this, are seeing this, continue to see this. That I I, I again taking this as from more of an idealist perspective. I, I'm I'm seeing this as the the constant warrings of of the uh, the pretenders to the lamb's throne. Spoiler alert! Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, skipping ahead. <laughs> yeah,
0: but first let's let's take a look at like what what does a futurist see in these in these verses? Oh,
1: sorry, that's where we are. Yeah. I'm sorry. I could have. I could have. Waited a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so, yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say the futurist sees in these verses? I mean, yeah, the, the, the futurist is, is seeing this as being maybe the dragon, one of the antichrist minions, maybe a, uh, a different um, manifestation of the Antichrist, but um but they're they're seeing this as the and they also see it see wars, but they're they're seeing this as the wars that the Antichrist will the the capital A Antichrist the end of times um uh post Rapture <laughs> Antichrist it, it, not all futurists have to believe it in the rapture, by the way, but right. um, but but the, the, the most common version um, would be a would be a, a dispensationalist rapture type, uh, and they they would see this as the the post rapture wars of the antichrist against uh, against the the holdouts of the kingdoms of the earth, um, and uh, and the bloodshed involved there yeah um
0: yeah so so first of all um one futurist very clearly uh rejects uh jay vernon mckee rejects the uh first horse being christ on the basis that when christ brings peace when christ conquers he brings peace and this conqueror brings war and i think even though I don't take his futurist perspective, I think it's a sure. pretty convincing way of saying we can dismiss yep. the theory that horse number one is, is, is Christ. Conquering. Yeah.
1: Which is why I think very few futurists actually do see the first horse as Christ. So that's, that's, yeah. And well, I, I stumbled around that a little bit last week, I think, but I, yeah, but it like, yeah, I think very some, few, futurists do, and that's part of
0: it, it. Yeah, there are, it's interesting. But, um, but yeah, most most futurists will identify this as the this is the wars and rumors of wars that will precede the coming right. of this, the second coming of Christ. That there's there's gonna be um whether it's during the tribulation or right before it, mid tribulation, full of the tri- like there'll be lots of war during the tribulation. Whether like for the dispensationalists who believe that the tribulation will be the seven year period. Um yeah, this'll be a time of, of war and of bloodshed. Um uh Hal Lindsay <laughs> very specifically put his neck out there and said, well, of course the red horse is Russia. Uh, and with her Arab allies in the middle East, they were attacking Israel. Uh, which, you know, maybe that's not working out so well as an interpretation anymore, but then maybe, you know, we're seeing a resurgence of that. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Alinsky <laughs> was on something. I don't know. Although it seems more that, uh, two different reds are are now aligning themselves russia and china but um but yeah that's yeah. that's how he very specifically puts out his neck on the line on on that specific interpretation which i always thought was a weird choice of his to really put it on the line to say no this is this you know? yeah kind of like how for so long they were like yeah the 13 had a beast obviously the 13 nations of the of the european union then brexit Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Kind of, kind of, shot a hold in that theory. Yeah. Um, and, and but then, if especially if you if you see the rapture as removing the Holy Spirit from the earth, then then removing peace from the earth would be a a pretty natural consequence yeah. of that. At least in, in, in the, you might expect the immediate effect would be. Okay, we're going to have a massive war now. <laughs> right, that, that that checks out. Um, um, and so, uh, so I like this is this is perfectly consistent with their other presuppositions here. Yeah, and it wor- works out. And, and sure. of course, yeah. And Wiersbe,
0: um goes out and says that the anti-grace conquest begins in peace, but soon he exchanges the empty bow for a sword. So he this again. He makes a big deal out of okay, the empty so bow metaphor.
1: Aspects of the antichrist for yeah. For,
0: so he he claims that he can bring uh, peace, but he really brings war uh, and
1: bloodshed. Um. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Oh, and he says empty bow specifically. Yeah, specifically empty. Yeah. Bow. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um. It's a. It's so uh, because he's saying like they're he's coming with an, well, symbols of oh, war, yeah, but and, not.
1: And, and, and and sorry, I I forgot to point out last week that that the people who make much of the empty bow are always pointing out that he's a political conqueror first, yeah, and then and then makes wars. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um and uh, and and that. Again, I mean, based on these presuppositions, it's consistent. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then the Historicist, um,
0: and, and most of what we get from there is, from uh, most of what I know of this is from Greg. I didn't read a lot of original reading. From, uh, Steve Gregg kind of gives us some, and he says that most relate it to the period of accession from Commodius in eighty one eighty to the accession of Diocletian in AD 84 as Eliot says, it was the period of civil wars and bloodshed in the Roman yeah. Empire. This summary comment is expanded in Sismondi's Cis- Fall of the Roman Empire. With Commodus commenced the third and most calamitous period. It lasted 92 years from 192 to 284. During that period, 32 emperors and 27 pretenders alterna- alternately hurled each other from the throne by incessant civil warfare. Which taught the world on what a frail foundation the virtue of the Antonines had placed the felicity of the Empire. Um, and so the, the fiery red horse thus depicts these civil war conflicts that spelled the beginning of the end of the Roman Empire. That would be what the historian the historicist position, which again, the historicists believe that each of these represents a period of time. Um but again the the, the common problem we have with this is again, again, Okay, which which so where are we? <laughs> everyone always right. thinks they're in the sixth or seventh day. Um, right. What if what if you were only in the third day? You know, it's it's uh especially when everyone thinks they're in the sixth and seventh day, then thousands
1: of years come after them. Yeah. Well, and look, for most of human history, if you go, well, the bloody century. Oh. Obviously. From you could start it at Nero. You could start it at, uh, at Commodius. Um, you could, you can start it where you want, I guess, but, but from, from about Nero-ish up and, up until, um, uh, up until, um, what, um, Justinian and, um, Marcus Aurelius and, and, and you start getting good emperors again uh, and the civil wars are over Um, that. Okay. That's, that's the bloody century, right? Like that's the bloodiest century in history. And then the 20th century happened. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) and so, 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 so now that interpretation doesn't look quite so solid for sure. Um, Now I will pound for pound put Commodius up against Hitler, as the worst ruler who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like just I I, I will uh, I I think I think that might that might be the single most depraved person who has ever ruled a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so mm-hmm. so fair point. Yeah. He didn't kill nearly as many people and couldn't yeah. have. <laughs> there, not nearly as much innocent blood was filled at any point until the twentieth century. So so yeah, it does make this it does make it. Yeah. Um and uh, um yeah, so yeah, it's it, it is hard to uh um the, the one spoiler alert thing that makes me a little willing to say that a uh, the red horse could be communism is that famine follows right after it but that's that's <laughs> um <laughs> yeah
0: um so then adam famous historians other historians like adam clark and potentially matthew henry um will just take the preterist reading of it um brings us to the preterist reading um,
1: which yeah by the way, that's valid based on historicist method is to Yeah. You can you can go preterist occasionally. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> absolutely. Um if
0: it's if it's their method. Um but for this, this would be the second r- horseman represents the loss of peace from the land. This is where a preterist would actually look at the word um loss of peace from taste ek taste gaze and remind right. us okay. that gaze could mean land yeah. and, and the land yeah is a very technical term in Jewish yeah. thought so peace is being taken from the land so who what would that refer to Israel the land of Israel uh it would be the taking of peace from that it, land which is what happened under Vespasian uh the, during the Jewish war there was yeah. The, the conquering conqueror comes in and he brings war and bloodshed and takes peace from the land. He's wielding his makarios, and, and he, and, um, and they're slaughtering one another, the slaughtering of one another going on. Um, we remember that every city was divided into two armies and encamped against one another. So the daytime was spent in shedding of blood and the night in fear. This is from Josephus's, um, tell, the, uh, telling of the Jewish wars. Um. So there's there's a so there's um during the siege of Jerusalem there was a deadly fighting among three or four antagonistic Jewish camps within the besieged city. Um, the Jews that had had rejected the Prince of Peace, who had said while weeping over Jerusalem, "If you had known the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes." The next words Jesus spoke predicted the Roman armies invading the land and leveling the city of Jerusalem. This is Luke nineteen, forty three through forty four. And I, I I kind of wanna see if I can I can pull those up real quick. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on this one. Uh so Luke nineteen. Ah nineteen uh
1: forty one. Is that forty one? Is that right? So, yes. so for anyone who is having trouble is in both Greek and Hebrew, it's it is so uh this this I actually know in you better shit, but uh Elohima Tashimayam yeah Heritz. Uh-uh. the that he that in the beginning God created the skies and the land. Yep. Uh it's it's <laughs> um yeah it's it it can be it can be it is the word that comes to be applied to the whole globe, the whole earth. It is it, yeah um so in the same sense that you need to get earth under your fingernails and we live on the earth, mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it,
1: yeah. it's um, but, uh, but yes, so the, if, if you can talk about the most original sense, we're talking about dry land is the, <laughs> is the, uh, is the most original sense, but yeah. it, it can be used to refer to arable land sure. as opposed to mountains. Yeah. It can be used to refer to inhabited land as opposed to deserts, yeah. um, uh, and and there there's it it depends on what it's being contrasted with, and here you don't have a contrast, so right, right. it is a question of yeah of uh from the earth yeah. as compared to what yeah um and and or, or the it land is not, it is not a wild conclusion to say if there's not a if there's not a contrast then we are talking about the globe but that's not necessarily the case yeah that all all the time the, the land um is uh is used to refer to
0: yeah the promised uh, and especially when you talk about old testament the people of the land the people of the ha- people Haaretz, of the land for the sure. people of the the, the arets they're not the people of the, all the earth The people of this land. And so um and and so here's Jesus, Luke 19. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you. When your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone uh, upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. So, once again, so this is very clearly, that's a prediction. very
1: clearly 70 AD. 70 AD, absolutely. And And yes, you can definitely find a parallel between that and yes. this passage. And, I, and that's
0: that's what i would what i would say there's a big thing to notice and also there's that there's a um greg points out that in zechariah you also have there's a, a prediction of this as a consequence of the jewish rejection of the christ so I, I can pull that up really quickly too okay
1: in zechariah 6 that's what's going on
0: eh Zech, well this would actually be zechariah
1: 11. oh uh 10th or 14. Yeah. Well, got, zechariah 6 would make the argument stronger but Fair enough. So, and I took my,
0: oh, sorry. Uh, Verse 10. And I took my staff favor and I broke it, annulling the covenant that I had made with all the peoples. So it was annulled on that day. And the sheep traders who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, if it seems good to you, give me my wages, if not keep them. And they weighed out uh, as my wages, 30 pieces of silver. Then the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the lordly price at which I was priced by them so i took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the lord to the potter and i broke my second staff union annulling the brotherhood between judah and israel um so this is a I believe this is said as as a response yeah a response to um rejection of the christ the shepherd of the flock um so um and that would be that would be the, the claim. I, I don't know that one as well. I'm not as confident in that one. But but this would be <clears throat> this would be how the preterists would read this is they would say that this is specifically, yeah, there there's war that happens around the time of the judgment. The time of the judgment, the judgment that the the, the parallel language is very clear between this passage and Mark thirteen, and mark thirteen and the parallels are are call are talking about the A.D. 70 fall of Jerusalem. And the language is very parallel here for a reason in order to, and and, and and so I think this is why I would say like, this is, this is to me very clearly referring to the land of Israel. And this is what happened during the Jewish period. Uh, there was civil war in, in, in addition to besiegement by 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 the Romans. In fact, that was that was a big reason why the Roman besiegement worked so effectively is because the Jews were already at each other's necks and each other's throats before they even came. <laughs> like the 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 alliances had broken down entirely. We even see hints of that during Jesus's day, where the the Sadducees and the Pharisees absolutely despised one another, and you had the uh, the the um uh, the Zealots. Who were really they were Pharisees, but Pharisees who got sick of Pharisees not being radical enough, Um and of course the scenes were just like heck out of here. We're not we're not even gonna mess with y'all. Um <laughs> You know we they had those kind of divisions already at the time of Jesus, and and those were ex- ex- accentuated during the time of the Roman siege. Um, yeah. But then, of course, there's the fourth perspective, which would be the idealist perspective. And as you know, both of us have talked about, this is a perspective that we both hold in common. Although, you know, I'm a partial preterist idealist, and you are a even more partial preterist idealist. So uh <laughs> uh explain the idealist perspective of of this passage to us.
1: Yeah, so the idealist perspective is this is what the kings of the earth do. They're they're they, they they have their ambitions of conquering which lead to wars and and so um, wars inevitably follow um, uh, the idolatrous pretensions of the kings of the earth um, and 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 so that that this this might have many many greater and lesser fulfillments um, uh, throughout redemptive history um, but that it's 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 more uh, it's more emblematic of what always happens than than particular to one specific event. Um, and yeah, as I kind of gave away, that's that's my overriding reading of this. Even though I'm completely I'm completely open to it having particularly more intense fulfillment
0: yeah.
1: um particularly if that yeah. particularly more intense fulfillment is is a preterous one mm-hmm. um, um, uh I, I i'm very open to that and oh. and and i i wasn't aware of of that that case you just made um from uh the parallel with uh mark 13 and and from zechariah 11 uh, that it it make makes plenty of sense but but yeah, it, it's um, like I said, the idealist perspective can allow for that, and at the yeah. same time, see this as an, yeah. as an ongoing. This is this is yeah, this is an exposition of Psalm two. Yeah, right? like in in many ways, it's yeah. a. This is this is what it looks yeah. like when the kings of the earth try to throw off the bonds yeah. and
0: yeah, and and that's where I think there's a sense in which like. In the same way that Christ had shadows, you know, the Antichrist had shadows in all the kings yeah. of the earth. You know, the kings of the earth who, who raged against him, who raged against Christ and against God and his anointed as Christ. Um and also in this in the way that Christ has imitators in the pos positive way since then, the anti- the Antichrist in, in my reading in, in my pre- partial preterist reading has imitators as well who, who continue after the spirit of the antichrist and so you know you know before I was a partial preterist. I would say like this that the antichrist has shadows all the, the spirit of antichrist is among us but it will be intensified at the end at the end yeah um now as a partial preterist, I would say, the intensification already happened at the time of the Jew, the Jewish fall but the spirit of antichrist did not was not removed at that point um there is a a um you know like the strong man has been bound but he hasn't been removed you know um so so while in my view the 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 uh the dragon has been chained up he is not gone and and he still sends forth his his spirits in this world to accomplish his purposes. So yeah, either way, like again, this where like I think you know we we both are very solidly idealist, even in my um even in my very convinced preterism. Um, the only difference would be is that for for me as a as a as a partial preterist, convinced in the partial preterism, there there is more for me a confidence. Um and then I would say like you know again, we, we agree on this as well, but mine is more wrapped up in my partial preterism that there's a confidence of our ability to sometimes hold down the white and red horse mm. um that that the power of the gospel going forth can right can prevent the horses from raging like they d- often do in the same way that the nations, yes, the nations still rage, but every once in a while you have a Christian prince who ceases the raging and who does kiss the sun. And, um, right. You know, we're still, we're still as, 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 uh, anarchist Christians, uh, um, suspicious of Kings, even when they kiss the sun. Um, and we're really, I'm, I'm really more suspicious of their sons, but, um, but but we can still say that like we can have a confidence that there will be more times of peace. Like I was I was just having another conversation with someone like we they, they brought up the left behind series. It was a couple of us leaders so it wasn't around the students, you know. I'm, I'm much more measured around the students and talking about things, but I was just talking to some of our, our our leaders and they were like and I was just like, man, like the problem I have with with dispensationalism is that there's just this constant feeling of like, everything is going to go wrong. it's going to keep going wrong. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And, um, and then Jesus is going to come back. So why bother trying to stop it from getting worse and worse, and worse. And like, there is a sort of like, it just does not feel like the new Testament, which has, as we've said before, like the, that, that Christ is filling all in all that um this kingdom of god is like yeast and and it's going to f- the bread is going to fill the whole pan and that um that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and that's that's uh an expectation that we can have of the gospel going forth like we have reason to be optimistic and right. and even an optimistic of our ability <sighs> To slow the war machine. Um and, and maybe even potentially put it down. Maybe not forever, but 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 for a time. You know, um I'm I don't know, I just I think pessimism doesn't serve us well as Christians. Um it always kind of ends up making us worse as Christians. <laughs> Uh, head in the sand, hide from the battle lines, and 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 this is where I get hope from. Like that was the intensification. We are after the intensification. This is just a shadow. It's an echo of of that. And sometimes that echo is pretty booming loud. Um, but but there is hope to to hold it down. And um,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I I I I. I agree I agree with that part of that <laughs> for sure. And uh um and I, I think um I think that then even if even if this is not future to John as he's writing, then it, it still makes a ton of sense that this that this is something that has happened, but will continue to have reverberations. Sure. So write it down, right? Like even, even if, even if the dating doesn't work out and it is nineties and not, which is another, one of our big distinct distinctions here is yeah. I'm, I'm increasingly convinced that this is from the nineties and go and
0: and, in uh, the other direction.
1: And you're increasingly going the other direction. So and here so, we are, yeah. disagreeing amicably,
0: <laughs> so amicably yeah. that if you weren't, if that if we hadn't just said it, someone might have missed it. <laughs> I was just thinking, like someone might be missing where we're disagreeing here if we don't just outright say
1: it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, um, but yeah, it, it's um, but I, I I do totally agree though with the idea that. That uh, um, that while this is the This is the natural course of Princes who set themselves up Against the Lord and his anointed um, That That doesn't mean That through the power of the gospel It can't be Pushed back for a time um, And uh, And so uh, yeah I definitely I definitely see that I definitely see that later in chapter 12 for instance um and and yeah so um uh, so so definitely uh, definitely makes here makes sense here as well but but to give this context it's full uh, it's full do this is this is I think this is equipping Christians for, those times of war to to, to, to take heart in um, the lamb's ultimate control over these events. It is under his authority to open the seals that wars take place even now that without with, without, without his authority, None of this happens in the first place. And and we have to remember that John weeps when no one can open these seals. So as bad as they might seem, as they're being experienced, they are for our good. That the unsealing of the scroll is for our good. That 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 the fact that the lamb can take the scroll and open its seals is for our good even if the opening of the seals seems horrifying,
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, two verses down, uh, we're, we're just charging through this book, um, kicking butt and taking names. And that name is horse. And, um, (laughs) but we're gonna we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep pushing through this and i think we can uh i'm I'm, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing through as long as we can um we're back in revelation and i never want to leave so um uh really i'm just like honestly i'm just kind of sitting here being like man this is a lot of fun i forget i forget how much fun it was opening scripture together and and how much i enjoyed this 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 was there's a reason why we this was our central thing early on and, and and uh so I, and most of the, all, I hope, the reason we started this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And most of all, <laughs> I hope that it's been um, helpful for you as, as a, as a viewer that has given you some good back and forth, um, you know, within the four views, maybe you've never considered something outside of futuristic view. Um, maybe we're introducing you to new perspectives. Um, I hope it's been valuable hearing us even push back and forth on each other um, on the issue of preterism and, and, and um, the dating and seeing where it's, you know, there's disagreements. Um, And also to show that like, you know, this is something that I think, and I think is, is very much more um, uh, frequent these days is, is that we can disagree on this point without coming to blows. Like this is something that, man, you know, when I was a kid, if I heard someone who disagreed with me on, on the book of revelation, I would just like throw a, throw a hissy fit. Like I, I just, I did not believe that you could disagree with um my perspective and still be a believer and and so um i hope that you've seen that that this is something that like you know this is important we're not saying it's not we're also going to say it's not so important that we can split a pod that we should split a podcast over it um nor certainly sure. nor should we split a church over it <laughs> um uh but but yeah this is again
1: this is the yes and in case as we are often asked, can you marry someone with different views from you on these issues? Yes, in fact, please do. It's fine. <laughs> um. Yes, you'll be
0: happier if, if they don't have these views. <laughs> i like get often like, do you really want someone as autistic as yourself? <laughs> <laughs> go go marry a nice conservative woman. don't don't, don't look for a libertarian preterist. Uh, um, yeah <laughs> this' is where, like again like uh, there's there's a tweet. I don't know if I've talked about it. There's a tweet that was sent out like, could you go to a church? that does not hold your eschatological view. And I'm like, yes. And in fact, I better because it's going to be such a long time before I find someone who holds my weirdly, uh, secret, synchra- uh, um, that's, uh, idiosyncratic view. Like it's going to be a long time before I find a church that does that. And so, uh, I better join a church that doesn't agree with me. And plus, why would I, why would I split over something so unimportant? Uh, I, in the long scheme, I I, I think it's, it's been very valuable to me. It's been a very valuable thing for, for my study of scripture, but gospel Calvinist soteriology, covenantal theology, uh, those are far more important to me than, than, um, than this. And so, you know, it's, it's not worth fighting over. Uh, those it's, it, it might be valuable to you. So look into it again. Uh, Last days, according to Jesus, that's my favorite, that's my, that's always my recommendation. And uh, I'm going to be digging into another one soonish. Uh, if I ever get down my stack of books uh, to to uh, another book on the dating of revelation, in which case maybe I'll have more ammo come at you with uh, Jeff. Okay. Um. <laughs> um but, but, but you know what? Uh. This is, I will just be sitting here with this arrowless bow. I'm just <laughs> defenseless. Oh, with my Macarius, I'll I'll see what happens. Uh but of course, uh this comes to the end of our episode where we we say thank you once again for joining us on another episode of the anarchist Bible Study. We are coming up on 100. It's going to be coming sooner than you than you think and we're going to be uh celebrating our 3-year anniversary on March 3rd. Please put it on your calendar if you are Uh, if you enjoy our show to come join us as we do a live preambling to celebrate our two year anniversary, um, join us. Uh, we're going to try and see if we can get some friends to hop on stream with us. Uh, and we're going to have a good, have a good time. Uh, maybe we'll do some reminiscing. Maybe we'll go through a back catalog and, and reminisce on, on some of our old episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. What we'll do, but please join us on March, March 3rd, uh, live preambling, celebrate our two year anniversary. And then of course our live or our, not our live, our 100th episode is just coming up, which we're hoping to pull something together, but we'll see how that all comes together. Um, but you know, in the meantime, like subscribe, uh, thank you all for re- getting us to a hundred subscribers on YouTube that we can um, mirror on Odyssey and apparently also on Rumble. So I'll, I'm going to look into that as well. Um, but thank you all for, for joining us for, for subscribing to us and, and also for you audio podcast listeners, or as uh, Jeff likes to call you the master race. Thank you for joining us uh, week after week. Um, thank you for your ratings, for your subscribes. Um, make sure that you leave a comment. If you are watching the video to, to boost our algorithm, we'd appreciate a uh, comment or you can send us an email anarchist bible at gmail.com unless in that email you're going to explain to us why the empty bow is so significant um we have a special email for those uh kind of comments and uh jeff what email is that
1: uh that would be ammo at bowmaster.ca
0: <laughs> ca that's right you know because because you know if,
1: if anyone needs more ammo uh it's, and, and it's it's because this this is the mo we're allowed now um after trudeau um that's right <laughs>
0: uh,
1: uh so th- <laughs>
0: yeah send us an email and if you really appreciate us uh make uh go to buymeacoffee.com flyover we'd really appreciate your your support um for a dollar, you can join us in our secret Discord channel where we debate endlessly uh, the very matters that we talk about here and other things uh, that, and we, we have great conversations in there. So, uh, buy me a coffee.com slash flyover, and if you want to request a topic and make us talk about something, you can do that over there as well. Um, for five dollars, a one time uh gift of five dollars, you can request a topic, and then we have to talk about it. Um, so um, but. Of course, most importantly, um, while we still have time before the, the red horse marches on us, join us again next week when we bring anarchy to church here on the anarchist Bible study, grace and peace,
1: grace and peace.